Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is episode number 54. I'm your pal Val. With me tonight is the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, King NASCAR, Logan. How are you, Good sir? Evening. Good evening, everybody. Glad to be here. As we're recording at night, Jason has the day off today. For anybody who's new, this is NASCAR Radio. This is where trading cards and racing meet. We have a good show for you today. We're going to talk about the winners and highest finishing rookies for the Xfinity and Cup Series. We'll talk a little about the Truck Series as well. They were off last week. Then in NASCAR news, or we'll talk about Chronicles 2021 has been released. And got a little bit of news on that front there with the Spectra naming variations. And then anything else uh, we can think of here, Logan? Uh, I think we'll be fine. As Jason's not here, so we can uh, we'll see how we do. So let's talk about truck series. Truck series were off. The next race is not until August seventh. We have the All Star break coming up for the next, I believe, it's two weeks. Yeah, it's actually the Olympic break. I'm going to call it the um, the national break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because usually there's there's races when we go to the national, but uh, not this year. Yeah, every time I get off the plane on Sunday from the national for the last couple of years, Chase Elliott's won, so uh, it's not going to happen this year. No, but he may win the next race. You never know. That's true. So just if you're looking ahead, we'll talk about it some more too, but August 7th, Saturday, Watkins Glen International, United Rentals, 176 at the Glen. Uh, that is the last race. Before the playoffs. So it's amazing that the players are getting ready to start in the truck series. So we'll see how that goes. Just briefly, the playoff standings after Knoxville. Uh, John Hunter Nemechek with five wins and Ben Rhodes with two. And, you know, that's one person I thought would do a little better. He had those two wins, I believe, back-to-back early in the season, Ben Rhodes, and no wins since then. But Austin Hill... Todd Gillen, Sheldon Creed, Zane Smith, Matt Crafton, Carson Hockvar. Did I get that right? Hockvar. Oh, that's ah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you. You do that every time, man. It's funny. <laughs> well, sometimes I have it actually um, uh, pronunciated right on my cheat sheet, and I didn't have it this time. So Hockvar. Stuart Friesen. What? Close. You were close. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. All right. Stuart Friesen, Chandler Smith, and currently outside looking in, Derek Krause, Tyler Ankrum, and Johnny Sauter. So, but we have that one more race again. We got to break until August 7th. Switching over gears to the Xfinity Series. That was race number 19. That was the 27th annual M Better Get Vaccinated 200. That was Saturday, July 17th. At New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Uh, no Kyle Bush, so no Kyle Bush winning, but the 54 car did win. Wasn't just Ty Gibbs. Have, just didn't have Kyle Bush or, or Ty Gibbs. It just goes to show you how stout that car is. That is some car. That was run or uh, driven by Christopher Bell, and our highest finishing rookie was Josh Berry at position eight. So, yeah, that car 54, it's uh, pretty tough there. Yeah, you it that car that car is going to be hard to beat uh, week in week out, and, and it's been. I mean, it's. I think it's 
is that the third different driver that has won in that car this year? I think it is. Yeah, I think, I think you named them the other the other two, the Ty Gibbs Ty, and Ty Gibbs and Kyle Busch. Yep, only Christopher Bell, Kyle Busch, and Ty Gibbs have won this year in that fifty-four Toyota. And I, well, I think we talked, we did talk about Christopher Bell earlier in the season with his win in the Cup Series, but. Going over his rookie cards, his rookie cards are in 2016. He's in the 2016 Panini Certified with base and signatures. And I don't know, there's about, I guess, 10 different parallels there, as well about 10 different signatures in the Certified Potential Signatures. He's in Panini 2016 Panini Prism. Yep, the inaugural Prism. But only with driver signatures, no base yep. cards. And those are, I was going to say, somewhat uh, the the base driver signature prism. There is not numbered, but the other versions are numbered. And it's basically from 99 down for the green. The blue is 75. Red is 50. Red, white, and blue, 25. Rainbow to 24. Gold 10, white flag 5, camo 4. And I think the camo is only available in the fat packs, right? Do uh, the fat packs or the uh, blasters? Yeah, thank you. And then black number to 3 and checkered flag number to 1. He does have Panini Torque, but again, only driver scripts. And there's only, I guess, it looks like about 6, 5. The base driver scripts, uh, not numbered, but then um, blue 99, red 49, green to 25, and checkerboard to 10. So again, um, I usually, you know, I'm really big on the 2016 Panini certified. It's a pretty good product. And I don't know, it always stands out at me that I remember that in 2016, that got like, released like in December of 2016. And then either late December or early January was right to end National Treasure. So seemed like it got dumped and didn't get its due, but it's loaded with a lot of first card rookies of a lot of the drivers. So, but one thing I did note on my little cheat sheet here is I, one thing I find interesting with Christopher Bell is the 2017 cards. He's only in 2017 Donruss. Not in select, uh, not in torque. Um, so I don't know if there's opportunities there, uh, or if you're a Christopher Bell collector that there, you know, I I picked up some 2017 uh, Don Rush ships because that's, you know, his second year. So, and he's running for a great uh, team with Joe Gibbs Racing. So, yeah. And like, like we said earlier, he's got one cup win already this year, too. So he, he's in the playoffs. Um, you know, I like him, but I don't expect him to go very deep into the playoffs, but we can talk about that here in a minute. Yeah. You know, he's running for a great team, but I mean, you look at his teammates, right? Kyle Busch, two-time champion, Martin Truex, uh, a champion, Denny Hamlin, and then, uh, Christopher Bell. So I think Christopher Bell is probably more of the future with Joe Gibbs, when Kyle Busch and those uh, other guys decide to retire, but I think he's in a good spot. I think he's got, he's definitely got some talent. So 
Yep. And then our highest finishing rookie, we talked about Josh Berry before with rookie cards in the 2013 total memorabilia. Not a lot of cards there, but he is uh, included in the 2021 Chronicles. So after all those years, he uh, finally gets another card. Yeah, that's that. That may be one of the longest uh, time gaps between cards I think I've seen in a long time. Yeah, nobody else really jumps out at me like like that. But yeah, so I'm happy for him. He, he um, I think he's making the most of his uh, opportunities. You know, waiting this long and it's doing very well. Yeah, yet yet another uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. prodigy. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Yep. Uh, next race. Race 20, Watkins Glen International Xfinity Series race at Watkins Glen. That is also Saturday, August 7th. So we get a little break for that. Yeah, I like Watkins Glen. That's a that's you know they, they used to run Formula One races back back in the day on at Watkins Glen. Back, I guess I think it was back in the 60s uh, when they came to America. That's where they ran. That's one of those tracks I like to get to. Yeah, that's one. You know, I've never been to a, a road course. I mean, everything I've ever been to is, you know, I've been to short tracks, intermediate tracks, super speedways, but I've never been to a road course. Yeah, but you know, you're talking about Josh Berry and prodigies. I mean, you've got, he's, Junior's had so many over the years, you know, and one of the ones, you know, like Truex and, and Keselowski are two, two big ones that pop up. Yeah, those are the two that pop up for me as well. Yeah, but Junior's good at spotting the talent. So, yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to see Josh Berry possibly try to get into Cup, see how he does, see how he fares. Yeah, definitely. We'll see. Um, he's definitely opening doors and opportunities for next year. So we'll see where he lands. Yep. Uh, moving over to the Cup Series, that was race number 22, 29th annual Foxwoods Resort Casino 301. That was Sunday. July 18th at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. That were race, and we knew it was coming. We knew one of these was coming where we had a kind of upset winner. Or the the stars line, Eric Amarolo pulled it off. We were talking about that the last couple of weeks where if somebody from below the cut line was able to pull off a win, and uh, he was that car was dominant there at the end of that race. Yeah, it, it was a good long run car. It uh, he was he was able to uh, to get around Keselowski and and all those other people with no problem. I mean, it it took a little bit for his for you know once they started, it took a little bit for that car to come in. But man, once it got going, it got going. Now they did call the race about ten laps early because of darkness. Uh, they had that red flag, I believe, for rain. I didn't realize New Hampshire doesn't have lights, so. It was funny hearing them on the radios and stuff. It's like, oh, wow, it's so dark. <laughs> Can't see, you know. Uh, the, the leaders are basically saying <laughs> how bad it is. And everybody else is like, oh, look, it's, you know, sun's sun's out, you know. It's kind of funny. Yeah, you know, and, and that's one thing I don't understand about NASCAR. I mean, they started that race, I think it was like 2.30 Central Time, which would be 3.30 there. And, uh, I mean, if you have any kind of trouble whatsoever, you're going to have an issue with, with it getting dark. And of course they did with that rain. And of course that rain messed up. I told me totally ruined, uh, Kyle Bush and Martin Truex's day 
I mean, Kyle Busch had, I would have to say he had the car and, uh, you know, it started, they had that really, all of a sudden the rain just came out of nowhere. I mean, they said it was drizzling and kind of a damp. Then all of a sudden it just let loose and, uh, Kyle Busch was driving into turn one along with Truex and all them up front. And he spun out, hit the wall and he went home. It was terrible. And he was, he was very mad, and I, I can't blame him for that. Just you know, because I think NASCAR probably shouldn't even have started the cars if it was already damp and drizzly, because you could see it on the cameras, uh, on the broadcast. So I, yeah, I don't blame him. I, and I and I'm a Cal Bush fan, so I was kind of ticked as well. So yeah, that's Not where good. I was going. Where you you know they asked him, and it's like, oh, it's pouring, and he asked some other folks, and like, well, no, it's it's fine. You know, it's like who do you, who do you believe? But I mean, those cars are so expensive. Those, you know, all the time and energy, uh, as well as monetary, to go into it, and then, you know, lose it like that uh, and crash out. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, of course, it, it seemed to affect the Gibbs cars the most because you had Bush, Truex, and Hamlin all spin. But luckily, Hamlin spun around. And he didn't hit anything. He said he had damage. I think he may have touched somebody or something, but he he really didn't have any damage. But Truex and uh, Kyle Busch, you know, they, they hit the wall and, you know, Kyle Busch just packed it up. And he's, he's got on a plane and went home. He was, he was mad. He, the, the, uh, the pace car came out and I don't know if you guys saw it, but he was, he was pretty furious and he was, he was banging the bumper of the pace car pretty hard and he damaged it. They had to, they went to, a, from what I understand, they went to a backup pace car. Oh, wow. <laughs> But uh, one of the untold, I guess, stories also is that Christopher Bell came in second, so he was trying for the double. Yeah, he was coming at the end. Uh, his car was hooked up, and uh, they whatever adjustment they made there at the very end on that last pit stop really helped his car because he was he was reeling in everybody. If he had if the, he had had another ten laps, I mean, who knows what would have happened? But you know, would have, could have, should have. Yeah, I, I guess that's why I was saying that. If it was a little longer run, it could have, you know, changed it. But because of the lighting and stuff like that, uh, Brad Kozlowski came in third. He was up there as well and started to, to fade back. So our highest finishing rookie was Chase Briscoe. That was at position 27. Yep, not a rookie track. No, well, with just... Chase Briscoe went and, and um, Alfredo. Alfredo, that's it in the Cup Series. But Eric Almarola, his rookies are in 2007. I think that was his third win, his third Cup win. And so, yeah. he, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, so he has the 2000 Press Pass signings. They were released in the trackside. There's a golden, a gold and a silver version as well as a uh, base kind of version. He's in a 2007 press pass top prospects with gloves, uh, number 200 sheet metal to 350 sheet metal tire, shoes, tire autograph. I think that is number 25. That's one of the ones I think I have actually. Uh, tires gold to 99, tires silver to 250. He's in the two, and uh, so those are all memorabilia type stuff. He has base cars are are only in the 2007 tracks. Card number 37 is an eBay preview, serial number five. 
There's a gold version, a hollow foil, serial number to 50, and a red number to 10. He also has autographs in 2007 Wheels American Thunder with uh, no number base Thunderstrokes and then the four printing plates of black, cayenne, magenta, and yellow. So not a lot of rookie cards for Eric Amarillo back in 2007. Yeah, he's not like Kyle Busch. It's got like five different five different rookie cards. Oh, no, not a bit. And of course, that his rookie card is he's uh, he was in the Bush series at that time, so that's you know, it was his uh, it's his rookie, but he he was in his Bush his Bush series uniform. Yes. Uh, next race, Watkins Glen International Gold Bowling at the Green. That is Sunday, August eighth, at three p.m. And with that win, uh, the playoff standings after New Hampshire. Kyle Larson, Martin Truex, Alex Bowman, Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott, William Byron, Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney, Brad Kislowski, Kurt Busch, Christopher Bell, Michael McDowell, Eric Amarola are all in on the wins. That leaves position 14 starting with points. Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, who's 82 ahead of position 17, and Tyler Reddick, who's only plus five now. And then on the outside looking in, Austin Dillon is minus five. Chris Buescher, Matt DiBenedetto, and Ross Chastain. So with that win there for Eric Amarillo, he jumps over Denny Hamlin, uh, Harvick, and Tyler Reck and forces Austin Dillon out. So like I said, we were talking about that this season, that if we would get uh, something like that, that the guys on the bubble. So Tyler Reddick's in, you know, it went plus five over the line in Austin Dillon. So uh, Chris Busher's eye looks like it's 121 behind. So it's probably too hard to make up. But I think it's going to be Austin Dillon and Tyler Reddick fighting it out for that last spot. Yep, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, the, uh, I think Hamlin and Harvick are, are a lock unless unless we get somebody below the cut line who wins you know, again. Then then you know we could who knows what could happen if we get two more like that. Then Harvick could be out. But I'm honestly surprised that that Hamlin and Harvick have not won because last year they were the two cars that won the most. <laughs> you are correct. Uh, Harvick and Hamlin, they had multiple wins each last year. They're super dominating. So to have nothing, no wins this year, yeah. Yeah, that just goes to show you how fickle and how, how crazy uh, NASCAR racing as a whole can be. I mean, you can go from being super dominant one year to, I mean, I won't say they're struggling, but they're not winning. So that's that's not good for them. And, you know, there, Harvick was leading there for a little while during that race. And I thought maybe maybe he might be able to eke one out finally. But, you know, he, his car faded. Yeah, he's won at New Hampshire before. I remember the Panini incident with him holding that big lobster back in 2016. So. Yeah, I was looking. I was looking at the PSA pop report for uh, Erica Almarola's rookie cards. Yes, there's sir. only one. There's only one graded. It's a PSA nine. Do you have? Is it yours? It's mine. Uh, yeah, uh, it's mine. <laughs> okay, that's what I figured because I don't think I submitted a. I do remember getting some uh, tracks autograph from him. Uh, I can't remember if it was at a Richard Petty fan day or not. 
Yeah, but like I said, I did pick up that rookie card autograph number to 25 from that 2007. So I was uh, super excited. I think I picked like, as well as a couple years ago, but I think it was like less than $20 for it. I thought uh, for a signed with memorabilia number to 25 was was a pretty good. So, Yep, I agree. Yeah, I think it's a great deal. Uh, also, and I, we can talk about this or so some of the moves have started to happen for next year. I'm sure we'll talk about it some more this year, but I think it offers opportunities for the collector because it's happening now. It's not going to take effect until the end of the year or start of next year, but we have drivers moving around drivers coming up drivers, losing seats. So one of the biggest ones was that, Brad Kozlowski is leaving Penske for Roush. He's replacing Ryan Newman. And he's going to be, I think, part owner. Uh, yeah, he's got he, some, he's got, he's got uh, ownership stakes. I think he bought, he had to pay for some of that from what I understand. But, uh, you know, that gives him, you know, once he's, once he's done driving, you know, they, that keeps him in the sport and he, he absolutely loves, NASCAR and he wants to be in it for the long haul. So yeah, this was a play for him to to do that because he asked Penske if uh, he could buy into Penske, but Penske said they weren't structured that way, and he could. There's there was no way that 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 could be done. So I think that you know Brad went out and started looking to see what he could do, and uh, I think Roush was the best fit for him, especially since they're both Ford teams. No, I think Roush is is a good fit for him. And for those who don't remember, Brad had a truck team. So Brad has a little bit of, you know, ownership knowledge granted at the truck level. And this was years ago. So I think he'd be a good owner as well. So the only thing right now is Ryan Newman is displaced. And I think he's still trying to figure out what he wants to do. Or I think they said that Ryan Newman could have a partial schedule if he wanted, but I think he might be shopping around for a full-time ride. Ryan Newman rookies are in 2001, I believe. So uh, the only reason I said is that he's been racing for a while. So that leaves an opening. This is like the whack-a-mole. You hit one one mole, another one pops up. So now there's an opening at Penske. Austin Cedric, we've been talking about, was going to go to Wood Brothers. Well, pass, go collect $200. Austin Cedric's going right into the Brad Kozlowski ride. Yeah, so, that's some big shoes to fill. I, I I wouldn't expect a whole lot the first year or two. He's definitely got talent, right? He's defending NASCAR Xfinity Series champion uh, and has, I think, multiple wins in the Xfinity Series. So, uh, so I was like, all right, great. Matt gets to keep his ride in Wood Brothers. Nope. Wood Brothers announced that Harrison Burton is moving up. A second-generation driver and four-time NASCAR Xfinity Series winner. He will pilot the number 21 Ford Mustang for the Wood Brothers racing team beginning in 2022. So that leaves Matt DiBenedetto out. We don't know where he's going yet. Also, Kyle Larson, he signed an extension of his contract through 2023. Hendrick signed him for the one-year deal last year, or for this year, I should say. He gets that extended to 2023. That's that's well deserved. I mean, yeah, I guess they were they were just testing the waters with him. 
you know, after he had all his issues, uh, they wanted to see, you know, what the fan appeal would be, you know, how, I guess how he could get a sponsor, but I don't think they were as worried about sponsors as they were just trying to perform at a, at a high level. And he has proven that, that, uh, he, he is the man and I, I, I like him. I'm proud for him. Uh, me personally, I think, you know, NASCAR was too quick to judge him, but you know, he did all the right things. He came back and, uh, now he's, you know, I think he's got, he may have had, he may not admit it, but I think he may have had a little chip on his shoulder saying, Hey, I want to show you just how good I am. You know, you should never let me go to begin with. So he's, he's doing very, very well. And I hope, hope he continues that way. He could, he could very well be the champion this year. Yeah. He, he's been driving incredible. Now you talk about sponsors. The one article I read was that the Hendrickcars.com will be sponsoring his car for all next year. So I don't know if there's sponsor problems or Hendrick sees this as an opportunity to just use the Hendrick cars brand. Well, you to know, sponsor him. So I heard an interview with, with Rick Hendrick and they were talking about that with sponsorship. And he said that they weren't just going to take any willy nilly, you know, you know, Joe's pizza sponsor. They're they're you know, they're, wanting a good, you know, a good sponsor, somebody that's a good fit for his personality and uh, the team. So, you know, I guess they just haven't found that, that, that sponsor that, that they're looking for. Cause they're, like I said, he said, he said he, he wasn't worried about a sponsorship. He said, you know, and they weren't just going to take anything. They were, they were looking for the right, the right fit. Yeah. You know, that whole sponsorship is a different, animal with marketing perceived value to your point. So not to take anything to, you know, keep that brand, but coming back to what we started or I was talking about originally is so there could be opportunities. So with Austin Cedric, he's going to be running with a good team has opportunity to win. going to have a good car. So he could see more bumps. I would think in his cards, Harrison Burton, bumping up to cup level for the wood brothers. I, yeah. I think there's opportunities with his cards as well. Yeah. Cause it's not, it's not like he's, he just came up. Yes. You know, came into the sport yesterday I mean, his rookie card is in uh, 2012 total memorabilia. So he's been around for a while. Yeah. He's, he's grown up racing. So I, I think he um, has a bright future in NASCAR. So, I, he's he's one of the ones, you know, w- with Ryan Newman in his situation, I'm not sure about his cards. I don't know. You know, he's one of these guys. I'm not sure if he makes the Hall of Fame or not. Uh, you know, he, he is a Daytona 500 winner. In fact, I was at that Daytona 500 when he won. So I, think it, I think that was the 50th. Um, but, I mean, he you, when you look at his resume, I mean, I just – I like him. I think he's a great guy. You know, he, he was even on an episode of American pickers and, uh, but I just, I just don't see him going into the hall of fame. I mean, there are too many other more worthy candidates ahead of him. I mean, if he ever gets in, it's going to be way down the road, especially since now how the hall of fame has changed the way that, you know, they've changed the amount of duck inductees from five, to three with one of those three being a legend and the other two being, you know, more of your modern type drivers, if you will. Exactly. So I, I think, 
you know, if he makes it, it's going to be a while. I, I'm not sure. You know, he doesn't have a championship, whatever. Uh, spinning over to Brad. Brad is a champion. He's going to a new team, going to be part owner. I think Brad has, I guess, more legs. And if you can find his cards, you know, for a good price, you know, you compare it like everybody's so hot on Ty Gibbs and stuff like that. You overlook these other guys that I, you know, think have a lot of value. You know, you just need to have some patience, I think. Yeah, I mean, Brad Kozlowski rookie cards are very inexpensive. And like I said, he's, he's to me, he's a Hall of Fame lock. Uh, I think anybody that wins a championship is going to the Hall of Fame. I don't, I don't care what else you do. You're a past champion. Um, that's To me, that's Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah, I mean, we've been to almost all 10 of the induction ceremonies, and we've seen the criteria of what, What's needed? You're either one of the 50 greatest drivers, uh, a champion, crew chief champion. The only exception would be Kurt Chipperdine. Kurt Chipperdine, yes. But I think he, you know, he, his day is coming quick. So, so I, to your point, I think Brad is, is a lock for the Hall of Fame when he gets there. And I think going to a new team gives him a little more. Uh, motivation as well as helping the team. So yeah. I, w- I would expect him to do well next year. Not that he's not doing well this year, but you know what I'm saying? If he pulls off a Kyle Larson and wins a couple of races back to back or, you know, wins multiples next year, you know, how collectors, if they, you know, all of a sudden hone in on him and they start collecting them, you know, they, they could drive the price up. So I think long-term cl- Brad Keselowski cards are a good, Goodbye. Yeah, I think so. I mean, his rookie cards are in 2008. He's in uh, Speedway and in Stealth. Uh, and and the, his cards are actually pretty cool looking. I like them. He, one of them, he's like in a Navy uniform when you're sponsored by the Navy. Um, so, I, you know, it, those those cards are are relatively cheap. In fact, they are cheap. I mean, to me, I don't I don't know why more people don't don't pick up on him because I've always liked him. I was at I was at Talladega for his first win when he uh, bumped Carl Edwards and spun him into the into the catch fence and won that race. Uh, in fact, I have I have the bumper off the Carl Edwards car here at my house. <laughs> I bought I bought it I bought it at a charity auction. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, that was a that was a heck of a race, and I was glad to see him win that race because that to, that was like the first time that a non Cup regular not first time, but that was. The first time in a while that a non-cup regular had won a race, so it was it was uh, it, it was a, it was a heck of an event. We thought Carl Edwards was, uh, you know, seriously hurt or could have been dead the way he hit, but then he popped out of the car and did a did a, a Ricky Bobby and ran across the uh, finish, start finish line. <laughs> so I want to get your opinion on this. Let me let me tell this story here. And so Brad Keselowski. You will not find a Brad Keselowski on-card signed autograph, pack certified, past 2012. And so in 2012, Ignite, Press Pass had released it. They didn't catch it. It was auto-pinned. Yep, he auto-pinned those. So Press Pass worked out a deal to get those replaced. 
and they did. But I noticed after that point in time, everything is sticker auto from then on. So do you think, Logan, that pre-Ignite on card has a premium? I would say yes. Just just from the fact that, that it's on card. I mean, I'm a big on card guy anyway. I mean, I, I get the stickers and I get the reason that they do that. Uh, I mean, because some of these drivers and athletes, you know, are hard to get signed anyway. So if they can get them to sign a whole bunch of stickers, at least at least they don't. It's like what you were saying the other day, Val. There's no you don't have to, to worry about redemptions. At least you're getting the autograph. Uh, but yeah, I would say yes. Those since he's he doesn't sign on card anymore. Um, I would say yes. They I would think those would have a premium for sure. So that's something for the listeners. If you find some on card autos for for Brad, that you you might think about picking some, you know, picking one up or whatever prior years. But yeah, since Panini, well. After, even after, you know, like I said, that deal with Press Pass, they seem to be all uh, sticker after that. And then all Panini brands of Brad are, are sticker. So, yeah, but you know, when you, when you meet him in person, I mean, he's a nice guy. He'll, he'll talk to you. He'll sign whatever you want, you know, but I, I don't know what his, his, his problem is with signing, you know, on card, on card autographs. Yeah, I never had a problem with him in person. I, I, you know, I never had a problem with him at all, actually. But I had him sign a few in person. I know he does appearances like at Discount Tire and some other stuff uh, pre-COVID when the when the race is in Charlotte. So, you know, I don't think it's an issue. It's just for whatever reason, uh, I guess. You know, when he's at the shop or whatever it is, he doesn't want to to do that, whatever. So, but I, I thought I'd bring that up about Brad and the on card. Yeah, because you know, you talk about the on card. You know, I I I, I look for those now. Uh, in fact, a couple of Nashville shows ago, I was up in Nashville and uh, I found a guy that had a couple of you know his pre pre twenty twelve on card autos, and I bought them, and they were cheap. It's like uh, it, plus, you know, I think what you run into, and, and you and I have seen this before, is you'll run into these dealers at these at these shows, and they'll pick up a handful of racing cards or whatever when they buy a collection. So to them, you know, they just want to get rid of them. They don't really care about them. And, and that was, the, the I think, the case with this guy because he had, you know, he had baseball and football and basketball. He had all these other cards. And then I just happened to glance and see this little stack of racing cards that he had. And, you know, like I said, I got them cheap. I think it was like five bucks or something. I mean, uh, I said, yeah, sign me up. Yeah. And if folks stumble across them and they don't realize that he doesn't sign, Brad Kulowski doesn't sign, uh, you know, on card anymore. And they have these older ones. He's, he doesn't have one of those names. I think that jumps out at you as, you know, uh, previous champion because I think he won in was it 2012? I think it was 2012. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that he doesn't sign anymore on car in it. But you know, you he does have sticker autos from all those, you know, other other series and stuff. So you might be able to get a deal where um, 
you know, they're not very expensive. Of course, they're not very expensive anyway. But one of the other interesting ones is if you look at Ignite, if you want to go that route, just be we just be cautious and look at it. Like, say, if you're on eBay or whatever, look at other Brad Kislowski Ignite autographs, and you'll be able to tell which one is the auto pen and which one isn't because those auto pens are still out there. Most of them, most of the collectors who had them return them to press pass. Well, you know, to, to me, uh, that, that's kind of a unique thing. I mean, if I had one, I would, I would keep it just for the fact that it was auto pinned, you know, just to, just as a, a one-off kind of deal. And, and that's what I actually did. And I think when press pass redeemed them or you could redeem at press pass, they gave you premium like patches back and stuff. So yeah, so if you're a Brad Kozlowski collector, you probably already know about that. Or if you're interested in it, like I said, you, you know, it's it, it'd be cool. And that's one of the reasons I did. I thought it was cool to have one of the auto pens as well as the non-auto pen. And I believe it was less than like, maybe it was $12, maybe it was $15 worth shipping. So it's a great conversation piece. Yeah, it is. Kind of like the Billy Ripken FF card. <laughs> yeah and i think if you search you can find the press pass press release on that auto pen so i probably need to put that on my website and put some examples out there note but, to self yeah note to self and one of those things where we get talking about the show and we we drift uh, we, we do <laughs> so i uh, appreciate everybody hanging there with us so but those are the movers right now one other thing I wanted to talk about was Spectra variations, the name variations. Now, we talked about... This is in Chronicles 2021. Yeah, we talked about Chronicles 2021 last week. The, the checklist is out if you did not know that. Spectra went from 100 cards to 75 cards, 100 in 2020 and 75 in 2021. But the checklist said that there are 17 named variations but i have a sneaky suspicion that there's 25 named variations so i've started to check out ebay and breaks and stuff like that and so the named or naming variations on the subject so sheldon creed is the showstopper is the name variation william byron uh the only thing i can find is that he's got the liberty university driver suit as a different and then Chase Elliott, he has one uh, as Chase. Jimmy Johnson, he has a seven-time with Ally uh, driver suit and a seven-time with uh, his hands in his pocket. I think it's the Cobalt gray, or gray driver suit. Yep. So he has two. Carl Edwards is cousin Carl. Tony Stewart has a smoke with Mobile One and then a smoke with Old Spice driver suits. Brittany Zamora, Supergirl. Dale Earnhardt Jr., the Pied Piper. He also has one as Junior and another one as Junebug. So he's got three. Kyle Busch has got one with Kyle and another one with Rowdy. Richard Petty is the king. Well, they, they, they had to dig hard for that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's one of those like, man, we need to figure out an, uh, a name variation for Richard Petty. Was, uh, the king. All right, let's go to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh jeff gordon rainbow warrior and wonder boy he has two yeah wonder oh. boy was what uh dale earnhardt senior called him when he first came came in there that's awesome 
Uh, Austin Dillon has one is Ace. Haley Deegan, Dirt Princess. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard. Uh, I have never heard that one, ever. Okay. Uh, Danica Patrick, this was a new one for uh, Danny, D-A-N-I. Never heard that one either. Yeah. All right. And so Natalie Decker is another one. Like, all right, what can we think of? Uh, Nat. Okay, let's go to lunch. <laughs> uh, Kevin Harvick, The Closer, and also Happy. And then Joey Logano, Slice Bread. Yeah, that was Mark Martin that uh, stuck that one on him. So I think that's 23 that I identified. I'm pretty sure there's two, maybe two more that haven't been able to spot yet. But so there's more than 17. That's all I guess one I wanted to tell everybody. Yeah, so that would give it that would give you a hundred, you know, that which would match what they had last year because they didn't have any name variations last year. Correct. They they did have they had none. So maybe we can um, at the national talk to the folks at Panini and figure out or find out more information about that. So the national is next week. Me and Logan will be at the national. We're going to try to get a show out next week. I'm going to try really, really hard. Um, maybe report back from the national, maybe work on some top 10 or top 20 uh, all time cards or rookies as well in the series. So, and then also, uh, We'll let you know what we find at the show if we have any pickups uh, for folks that uh, can't go. Maybe you, uh, we'll, we'll get kind of try to give you a taste of what some of the NASCAR stuff we were able to find, as well as keeping an eye on F1. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited to buy a few, bust a few boxes of Chronicles while we're up there. It'll be interesting to see what the prices are like. Uh, if it's like any other national, I'm sure that. All the big dealers will have the, all, all their prices will be probably basically the same uh, as we've talked about before. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to talking to the Panini guys and, and uh, find out more about uh, like what Val was talking about, all the name variations and just you know what's coming down the pike for national treasures and all that. Yeah. Also, I don't think we've talked about it yet, but uh, we're going to, we're going to work on getting some guests for the show. We're going to work on getting some guests in the sports card industry, some possibly some folks from NASCAR, as well as maybe some uh, super collectors as well in NASCAR uh, and maybe F1 and Indy. So I'm going to shake it up here. Yeah, maybe some folks from PSA as well. Oh, definitely. Yes. People in the card industry, uh, PSA, maybe, um, you know, whoever else we can get from all the other companies. So, yeah, we'll be Val and I are going to take this opportunity at the national because, you know, we're, of course we're going to be looking for cards and, in autographs and whatnot for NASCAR. But we're, I think the main crux for us is going to be just networking and talking to our friends uh, you know, talking to people we, we haven't met before and seeing if we can get, you know, like, like Val was saying, get them to come on as guests on the show. So we're, we're looking, looking forward to doing that. Because yeah, even though we collect NASCAR, we do have a lot of similarities from, to you know, to other sport collectors and stuff. So uh, autograph, rookie card collectors, set builders, you know, grading cards, you know, everything that the other sports 
uh, collectors do. So, yeah, uh, I can, I cannot wait to go to the national. I mean, uh, there's going to be, you know, it, it's for us, at least for me this year, it's going to be, I, I, I think I've said this before, but I've deemed this national, the, the national of hugs. And, uh, I'm going to be every, all my friends. I haven't seen a lot of these people in like two years or over two years. And, uh, it's going to be nice to see them. I mean, I, they've all been forewarned that they're going to get hugs and everybody's going to bring it on. So that's, that's going to be cool. I can't wait. Can't wait to go eat some Chicago food. You know, we're going to, we're going to go to, there's a place across uh, from the convention center. It's a steakhouse called Gibson's and they have they actually have their own graded or uh, their own uh, USDA cut of beef that they, they, they cut themselves. And they're the only ones in the country that have that. I forget what they call it. But I thought that was pretty cool. But it's an awesome place to eat. Uh, in fact, if you go over there during the national, chances are you'll run into uh, some of the signers because they all they all go over there. I mean, we've seen Pete Rose over there. We've seen you know Reggie Jackson over there. We've seen Catfish Hunter. We I mean I mean you, a lot of football, a lot of the Hall of Fame football guys. Uh, so you'll you'll see a lot of people over there. That's a great place to eat. Plus. I have to put this in. Uh, we're going to White Castles, <laughs> aren't we, Val? We are. Yes, we're going to one night. We're going to go probably Tuesday night. I think we're going to go to White Castle. So I think we're going to have several people going with us, and that's going to be cool. I can't wait for that either. Yeah, looking forward to that. If you're at the show and see us, uh, stop us and uh, say hi. Uh, you can always get us on Twitter as well. I'm at NASCAR Radio, and Logan's at King NASCAR. Uh, we'll be on the Hobby Hotline. We'll be doing a show on Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern. Uh, there will not be at the main stage, but uh, we'll be calling in and talking about the show. Hobby Hotline will be on the main stage on Sunday, I believe, from 1 to 1.30 Central. So uh, you'll be able to catch most of the Hobby Hotline folks on Sunday as well as the Saturday calling show. So yeah, Val and I'll be on our way home by then. Um, but we, I think, uh, we'll have several, several of the hobby, hobby hotline folks on there. Like John, I, I think Jeremy may be Brody. Brody's going to be on there. So th there'll be several people uh, still on that show. And that's a great show. If you, if you haven't tuned into hobby hotline, you know, we do it every Saturday morning with different guests uh, or different guest hosts, I should say, uh, at uh, 11 o'clock. It's 11 o'clock Eastern, 10 o'clock Central, and like 8 o'clock Pacific time. Oh, and something else at the National, too. Uh, like I said, look for Val and I, but uh, I, I have some uh, National buttons, and I've got some King NASCAR stickers to give away to people. So if you see me, uh, just hit me up. I, I got all kinds of little freebies to give people. And we got some NASCAR radio stickers as well. Uh, yep. And this this Saturday, uh, the 24th, Sports Card Live, and Jeremy will be on, Dr. Beckett, Uncle Rich Klein, and Sam will be on there as well. She's making her first appearance, a woman of the hobby, I believe. So we welcome yeah, her to the show. Yep. Yeah, that's going to be a good show. I think Dr. Jim's is uh very excited about that the hobby hotline if you have not caught it it's uh really a great show i love uh that show because 
Uh, it allows, you know, collectors to interact, come on the show. And if you don't want to come on the show, you can, you know, chat in the chats and, you know, the folks will talk about that. And, you know, we're talking about the subject kind of reminds me of the old days when you go to the card shop. And I guess in my younger days, you spend about three or four hours in the card shop talking about cards, talking about sports, uh, talking about all kinds of, of stuff. So it's a lot of fun. And, you and uh, you know, you might learn something or or ask a question, you know, for something that you're wanting. And with the Hobby Hotline, you know, I can't remember how many hundreds of years it was of experience that everybody's gotten collecting. So uh, if you ask a question, somebody should be able to point you in the right direction. Yeah. And, and like what Val was saying, it, it is the only live uh, hobby call-in show uh, out there right now. So, uh, you know, we, 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 we post a link during the show. So people can call in and like what Val said, you can call in and if you don't, you know, are not comfortable doing that, you know, we answered all the chat questions and you can just chat with us. Yeah. I think you can call in and not even do video. Yep. You could. That's kind of how I got started with hobby hotline is I, I started calling in and, and, uh, you know, talk, talking with the guys and it just, it just morphed into being a guest host. And when I got to talk about Colin, Colin, I think had the hit of the week. He opened, I believe it was two boxes of 2014 American Thunder. I don't know why I always like to say that, but he, <laughs> he hit the Kyle Larson 101 with the American flag patch. He had sent me a photo of it. That is awesome. It is, so, man. I would love to have that card. That is, that is a, that's an incredible hit. That thing's been waiting seven years for somebody to, to hit that thing. That's that is so cool, especially now that, that Kyle Larson is so hot. It, it just even makes it even better. Yeah, it's like perfect time, perfect time, and uh, it's not autographed or anything, but it's just like it, it's just so cool. Um, and to your point, you know, no redemption, so uh, it was trapped in cellophane for all those years, waiting to really be released. And I think that's one of the, you know, the the reason people like open and wax, you know. Yeah, there's always the big thrill with that. But yeah, I, I, kudos to him for for grabbing that card. I guess I think he's a Kyle a Kyle Larson collector, so I don't think that's going to be on the market. I think that's, I, that's going yeah. into his PC for sure. Yeah, he has showed me some photos of some Kyle Larson total memorabilia autographs, number to twenty five. I think he had two of them, so I think he collects Kyle Larson. So uh, I, I'm sure now you know with him being so hot. It's a great, great collection. Of course, it's yeah. That that card is uh, with that patch is is really cool. I like that American Thunder. Yeah, I've, I've always liked that product. I, I I do miss Press Pass, but I but I am but I am proud and, and glad that we have Panini doing NASCAR. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, it's like anything else. We get um, you know, three or four releases a year, or so. Panini makes so many products, not, you know, just not NASCAR and not just NASCAR with all the other sports too. So it'd be cool to have some more manufacturers and stuff like that, but definitely glad, you know, Panini does a great job. You know, they always seem to be that, you know, I think they're two for two for two with the Dunruss with the fifth anniversary buybacks. 
And now with the Spectre, with the naming variations and some of those new sets that they've included. Yeah, and uh, you know, and Jeff Gordon is in Chronicles. Exactly. So they keep on getting better. So yeah, it, as a matter of fact, uh, last last week on uh, our friends at GoGTS Live, they broke a box of Chronic of twenty twenty one Chronicles, and uh, one of their one of their autographs was a Jeff Gordon autograph, um, and I thought that was, thought that was awesome. So I'm. I, I don't know if anybody was able to get on to Panini's website uh, earlier this week when the, the Chronicles went on sale, but uh, I know Val tried, you tried to get Chronicles and you didn't have any luck, did you? I don't know what it is, but it's either uh, my VPN connection or something, but I can tell when like there's heavy releases or something like that. When I go to the website, I immediately get an error. So it's not even putting anything in the cart or anything else. I go to any of the tabs, you know, releases or, you know, any of the major tabs at the top, not even trying to go and purchase anything. And I get those errors. So I was like, all right, I knew it was going to be one of those days. But on slow days, or I'm assuming they're slow days, I can get in and go anywhere I want and don't have, you know, any errors at all. So, wow. uh, yeah, so I couldn't, I, because I actually saw it out there uh like a day or two before and i saw it uh, about 40 minutes until it was on sale but then once i got close to that time i hit all those errors so but i did see that uh, the seas parted for you yeah i got lucky uh i i kept i kept clicking on where it said you know it kept saying something like you know, uh, the size busy try again, size busy try again. I just kept click, 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 click. I was clicking like a fool. And That's why finally, I couldn't get in. Finally, finally, it said add added to cart. So it added one to my cart. So I went to the cart, changed it to five because that was as many as you could get. I said, I'm going to get me some of these suckers. Checked out. And uh, believe it or not, I mean, I got a confirmation from him and I actually got some. But, they, you know, I think Ken at Beans Ball Cards, I think he tried to get some, didn't he? I do not remember. I think I think he did, and there were several other people that tried and were unsuccessful. And I, I feel bad for the people who were not able to get any because that was it was only one hundred and twenty dollars a box, which you know these days and times um, that's not very much compared to the big stick and ball sports. Yeah. Now I did mention that I had found somebody that had had a few. And they were $118 a box, and it was from Stax Packs. And I, the only reason I didn't want to give the information before was because I had never ordered from them before. So uh, it would, I'd be really disappointed if something happened and I let everybody else know about it, and then everybody else got um, had problems as well. So I wanted to at least be the, the canary in the coal mine first before I mention it. So I ordered two. They actually came, I believe. Uh, Monday, Tuesday. Um, so, and that was stack, stack packs. So I would recommend them again. So I don't think they have, I don't think they get a big allocation. They're not like, you know, the big three or whatever, where I don't, uh, they're getting tens yeah, of cases or whatever. So yeah, they're not like blowout or David Adams or steel city or anybody like that. But yeah, I would definitely use them again. 
uh, and that was like a pre-sale, I believe it was the week before. Maybe you, you, didn't, you didn't have to pay any taxes. I don't think, did you? There yeah, no so it was shipping? correct. It was free shipping and no sales tax, and uh, he mailed it in a medium-sized priority mail uh, box, flat rate box. So, uh, yeah, I give him five stars. So, I would definitely order from them again. And yeah, I didn't have to, you know, as considering, you know, that's why I wasn't really upset with the panini thing. Uh, again, that just happens to me for whatever reason. Like I said, that's not the first time that happened to me. You know, at the Chronicles thing. If it happened, it was the first time. I maybe I would be upset, but it was like I just has everything's been going on this last whatever months years. Uh, so I was like, all right, I'll, let me go this other route and take a shot. And you know it worked out. So, yeah, that's good. That's good to know. I I actually went to the after you told me about it. I I went and looked, and and he had already sold out. So, so my only hope at, at that point was Panini. <laughs> but I, I I got lucky. Like like what Val said, the uh, the Red Sea parted, and I was actually able to 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 get to get in there and get my five boxes. Which, as far as I know, I don't think they've even shipped yet. I'm sure they're busy because you know they have multiple releases it seems like every week so i'm sure their shipping department is like like slammed i was gonna say like check out my card shipping department no i don't know they're like that <laughs> <laughs> although oh, although although check out my cards has gotten gotten pretty good here lately because i had a couple of things that i asked to get shipped back in <laughs> back in january and i emailed them and i said hey what's going on here guys and it's like about three days later, I had the cards. So they're they're catching up. They're doing good. Uh, I like check out my cards. I, I do recommend them. I, I've bought a lot of stuff, as, as has Val. And, uh, yeah, I think they're getting a lot better. They're, they're just like PSA. I mean, everybody's trying to catch up. You know, this nobody saw this coming. If we had, we'd all be rich. But <laughs> Yeah, I was looking at, I think I had placed a, I was going to say a to-go order. I placed a shipping order. I think it was, I don't know if it was set for August or September sometime. I was going to go in and look and see. Yeah, I'm actually going in right now to check my. Uh, so, yeah, so I requested it on June 3rd, and it's saying my ship date is September 24th. I'm hoping that gets sped up, but we'll see. Yeah, my uh, my Chronicles order from Panini is still in processing. So I was really hoping to get those before the National because I was going to take them to the National and, and that would give us something to do. Although I don't think we're going to lack uh, for anything to do at the National, but that would give us something to do at the in the room. I'm expecting this year to be like the other years. We get there and on Monday, uh, you know, Tuesday we go. And I was like, wow, we got the whole week to go. And then come Saturday, it's like, wow, where did, where'd the time go, you know? Yeah, so we'll it's, it's almost over. Is I, I think I've said this before, but the National gives me uh, one of the happiest days of the year, one of my saddest days. The happiest day is when I get there and get into, uh, get into the convention center and start seeing people, seeing cards and buying stuff and having fun. And then on Sunday – uh, it's time to leave and go home and it's like, Oh crap. I got to go back to the real world. And I'm pretty sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that excitement of, we never know what's at the next table. So, 
Yeah, but you know, luck, lucky for us, uh, you know, we can go, we can, we can do the room pretty quick. Yeah, I'm hoping to find some older wax. You know, older being like maybe 2004 wax or um, you know some of that, some of that other wax. So we will see. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's that's one of the things we'll be looking for is is some older wax, hopefully at decent prices. Uh, we'll see. Well, that's one of the things I guess we, we can report on when we get done with the national. We can have, we can have a, a post national report. Yeah, I want to know to see, you know, what kind of stars we see. You know, if we see any Ty Gibbs, Haley Deegans, or is there Haley Deegans at every table? Uh, you know, looking for those Brad Keselowski on card autos, or some Austin Cedrics or whatever. So. Uh, if you uh, follow that NASCAR radio, I'll be tweeting out uh, all week from the national with pictures and everything from there and uh, interact with everybody. I would say, let me know what you guys are looking for, but most likely the, uh, there probably won't be too much there. So I remember last year I picked up, no, it was last year, two years ago, that Tony Stewart lug nut autograph. Yeah, those like, are those are cool. Yeah, I think it was like a PSA 8. It wasn't very expensive back then. You know, Tony Stewart auto. We know how, how tough he is. So, But uh, I don't know. Is there anything else we want to talk about? I want to just ramble on. No, I think I think we're, we're, we're good. I have I don't really have anything else. Uh, I just, uh, for you guys listening out there, and if you're going to the National, man, come up to us and say hi, man. We'd love to see you, love to talk to you, uh, and uh, yeah. maybe get some, get some selfies and stuff like that. That'd be fun. Yeah, let us know what you find at the show as well. So, yep. And we will try to put out a show next week. It all depends on logistics and everything else. So, uh, we're going to try. But uh, I'm not sure what we're going to run into next week, uh, technology wise. So, but I guess uh, for me and Logan and Jason, thanks everybody for listening. Please like and share the podcast, share NASCAR trading cards with your friends and from the NASCAR radio team. We will talk to you next week.